welcome to The Shade Tree Files. I'm your host, Andrew King. The Shade Tree Files explores Canada's hidden history, bringing to light the past hiding in the shade. Today's episode is episode two, where we look at a little-known Bermuda Triangle of the North called the Marysburg Vortex. Setting sail on a clear sunny day in late June 1900, Captain Sidley, along with his 12-year-old son Bessie, left Rochester, New York, aboard a 100-foot schooner named Picton. With a crew of five and a cargo of coal bound for Canada, the ship picked up speed heading across Lake Ontario with two other boats following close behind. A strong wind blew across the lake, taking the topsail right off the Picton, and then the two following ships witnessed the Picton suddenly vanish before them, as if being sucked to the bottom of the lake. ships caught up to where the schooner had apparently vanished, but all that remained was a sailor's cap and some floating debris. No trace of the Picton or her crew were found until weeks later when a boy discovered a bottle bobbing in the waters off Sackett's Harbor, New York. Corked and sealed with wrapped wire, inside the bottle was a pencil-scrawled paper note with the words, I have lashed Vessie to me with heaving line, so we will be found together. Signed, J. Sidley Picton. This is the story as told by a plaque inside the Mariners Park Museum in Prince Edward County, and it is also one of the greatest and most intriguing areas of Canada's maritime history. Along with other countless lost ships, the story of the ill-fated Picton is part of local legend known as the Marysburg Vortex. This is an area of eastern Lake Ontario that has claimed over 100 vessels over the last two centuries. Bizarre tales of ships and their crew suddenly disappearing have been attributed to the Marysburg Vortex, defying explanation for just as long. I myself grew up in the area and have sailed through the Marysburg Vortex area, and I must say it is a most unusual area on the Great Lakes. Maps and charts all describe a very unusual magnetic anomaly in the area of the Marysburg Vortex, and it is known as the Bermuda Triangle of the North. So let's take a closer look at this anomaly and see what could possibly be behind this enduring legend. Stay tuned for episode two of The Shade Tree Files.
I grew up sailing with my family on Eastern Lake Ontario, plying the waters of the Marysburg Vortex, and on numerous occasions I witnessed our boat's compass erratically altering direction, along with a terrifyingly swift change in weather. Navigational charts become a trusted aid in making your way through these unpredictable waters. On the charts, there in black and white, it says, Magnetic Anomaly, Anomalies in the variation of the compass readings may range from 27 degrees west to 3 degrees east. Now this magnetic anomaly of the area attracted the attention of both the Canadian and American governments who were looking into magnetic field disturbances under a program codenamed Project Magnet. This is not fiction, this is a fact. Project Magnet was initiated in 1950 and was established by the Canadian Department of Transport, the Defence Research Board and the National Research Council. They were trying to determine the characteristics of the Earth's magnetic fields and their possible uh, potential to be harnessed as a form of energy or a form of propulsion. Uh, a similar American study was also codenamed Project Magnet, and it started a year later. And according to the website of the National Geophysical Data Center, the U.S. Navy, under Project Magnet, continuously collected aeromagnetic survey data to support the U.S. Geospatial Intelligence Mapping Agency. Project Magnet continued until 1994, and it researched the nature of Earth's magnetic fields using Lockheed Constellation aircraft that were equipped with highly sensitive electromagnetic sensing equipment. The findings from the 60-year Project Magnet study, according to the NGDC, were assembled to simplify the work of scientists performing regional and global geophysical studies, which included research into the Earth's magnetic field. So this was a program, a government-sanctioned program, that operated from 1950 to 1994. Now, there are a lot of bizarre occurrences that happened around the Marysburg Vortex, whether that is just pure coincidence or was related to the anomalies of the area, uh, cannot be determined without further studies, of course. In researching, one such example was uh, in 1953, there was the testing of a Bell X-plane, which was strapped to the bottom of a mothership bomber, and uh, the X-plane, the X-2, was doing some uh, aerial trials over the Marysburg Vortex. There was an accident, the plane was lost, two crew members were lost, and the wreckage and the pilots were never recovered. So, who knows if it's related, but there's been a lot of unusual uh, circumstances surrounding this area. So, I decided to take a look at current marine navigational charts of the area, and there was a very noticeable and unusual feature that could possibly explain these odd magnetic anomalies. And what I saw was this massive 
underwater ring-shaped structure. Uh, this is actually visible on both Google Maps and Google Earth. Uh, it's called the Charity Shoal on uh, maritime navigational charts. And it's just over the border into the U.S. side of Lake Ontario, up near uh, the Galoo Islands and Sackets Harbor. It's a ring-like shape, uh, 25 kilometers south of Kingston, and it's charted to be at a depth of 25 feet. And it's about one kilometer in diameter. So this is not a small structure. This is a very large and almost perfectly circular object beneath the waves. There was a recent study of this ring light structure by the NGDC and the following was uh, the information I was able to obtain from their research material. And this is in quotes, word for word. Quote, a small equal dimensional circular depression 1000 meters in diameter with a continuous encircling rim coincides with the feature referred to as Charity Shoal on nautical charts. An elongated ridge extends southwest from the feature resembling the tail of a common with a drumlin field. The basin is slightly deeper than 18 meters and the rim rises to a depth of about two to six meters. The origin of the feature remains unknown. Although a sinkhole in the limestone terrain is a possibility, an origin related to a meteor crater subsequently glaciated seems more likely. Aeromagnetic mapping by the GSC of Canada revealed a negative magnetic anomaly over Charity Shoal, which is a characteristic feature of impact craters." End quote. I was able to find a more recent study uh, in 2013 by the University's Space Research Association, an independent nonprofit research corporation who completed a comprehensive study of this underwater ring shape. I attained, excuse me, I obtained a copy of their research document that states the origin of the Charity Shoal structure is uncertain, but it has been interpreted as an Ordovician Age meteor impact, end quote. This puts that underwater structure at about 460 million years of age. That study by the Space Research Association, the USRA, uh, they did a geophysical survey of the structure and created a 2D magnetic model to try and evaluate its origin. Their research shows that the underwater structure is defined by a ring-like magnetic high and central magnetic low, with the total field magnetic anomaly being very large, which cannot be accounted for. This is not fiction. Again, you can look this up, Google it. That's how I found it. Uh, the study then states, the anomaly's large magnitude indicates a deep basin or demagnetization effects of the Precambrian basement rock below the structure. Now, I am not uh, a geologist, I am not 
uh, a scientist by any means, but I do find this very interesting. And that means, uh, if the study is correct, uh, the mineral deposits of or the deformation of the Earth's surface caused by this massive impact underwater uh, from a 460 million year old meteor could give us further answers as to what's going on in the Marysburg Vortex. I decided to contact somebody with a little more knowledge uh, than myself, so I contacted Dr. Richard Hurt, a retired curator of the National Meteorite Collection of the Geological Survey of Canada here in Ottawa, Ontario. Hurd states the impact of such a meteor could depress the Earth's crust and have brought up molten material from the inside of the Earth's core. Hurd also explains that meteors are of two types, a stony meteor and an iron-nickel meteor. The iron-nickel meteor, excuse me, the latter one, uh, being parts of small planets from different parts of the solar system when the solar system was formed. And if the structure is indeed a meteor impact crater, it would rival the Behringer Crater in Arizona. Now, if you're not familiar with the Behringer Crater, this is a structure of almost the identical size with almost very close properties to the Charity Shoal structure. It's like a sister crater. The Arizona Crater is the same size and was formed when a nickel-iron meteorite about 160 feet in diameter hit the surface of the Earth in Arizona. An underwater study of the Charity Shoal in Lake Ontario would be necessary to provide the physical evidence of what the structure actually is and if it indeed is emitting a very strong magnetic field which would be enough to affect the navigational instruments of aircraft, of watercraft, or of anything else that happens to pass through this area we call the Marysburg Vortex. There's been a lot of historical incidents involving the Marysburg Vortex, but it continues to create mystery as recently as 2013 when it was reported that an unmanned sailboat was spotted drifting off the southern shore of Prince Edward County. A recovery crew was dispatched and they found an empty boat according to the local newspaper. The missing sailboat was a 32-foot a sailboat called Persnickety and it last sailed out of Sodus Bay, New York into Lake Ontario and the Marysburg Vortex. The boat was found inexplicably drifting with no crew off Prince Edward County. All its sails were up, had no signs of trouble, and after a closer inspection by the authorities, the previous operators of the boat had their driver's license, money, food, and ice in a cooler all found intact on board. The authorities climbed aboard the abandoned ship with no signs of trouble and upon closer inspection they found the operator's driver's license, money, food, and ice in a cooler found all intact on board. 
A three-day rescue operation to locate the missing crew of the boat was unsuccessful and the operation was suspended with the reason for the disappearance of its operator unsolved. The Marysburg Vortex continues to create mystery and perhaps the unique crater-shaped structure on the lake floor will give us some answers uh, to these unsolved mysteries in the vicinity. Could it be the Earth's natural magnetic fields that in turn displace compass readings of vessels entering into the vicinity which inadvertently send these ships and boats into unmapped shoals? However, with the advent of GPS and improved navigational aids, the frequency of ships disappearing has certainly diminished, but until what lies beneath is studied in greater detail, it seems the Marysburg Vortex will continue to be a source of mystery for the years to come. Thanks for joining me on the Shade Tree Files. I'm your host, Andrew King. Hope to see you next time. Until then, safe travels.